I've brought my children up to believe that as long as you're doing something that's not hurting anyone, it should be okay. Whatever your idea of a relationship is or whatever your idea of living your life is, as long as you're not hurting other people or hurting yourself for that matter, live your life and enjoy it. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 202. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an awesome interview with Wendy and Anthony. First of all, it's another palindrome episode. Stealing my thunder, yo. Well, you didn't chime in and say anything, so I said it. I wasn't interrupting. I'm trying my... My October resolution is to not interrupt you. Wow. Okay. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so I'm just going to end up doing all the talking. Anyway, Wendy and Anthony have been together about five years. Wendy began exploring non-monogamy about the time they got together, and Anthony has been exploring non-monogamy for almost 20 years. We have an amazing conversation about their journey. They are also help organize and run the Paradise Club in Pennsylvania, which is awesome. Yeah, it's super awesome. And I think one of the things that we love about it is they have such a huge focus on education and really helping new members and new people fit in. And that's super important because we've we've been the new people at a club or the new people in an environment, and it can be really intimidating. So we love that they're doing that. So if you want to find out more information about the Paradise Club and all of the work that they're doing, there are links in the show notes or just go to paradiseclub.net and you can learn more about that. And if you tell them that Emma and Finn sent you, they'll hook you up with a little something extra uh, to get you along your way. Yes. Go check them out. They're awesome. And uh, just a huge thank you to both of them for coming on and sharing with us um, and doing the work that they do. So again, thank you, Wendy and Anthony. We appreciate it. We do very much so. Before we jump into their interview, we do have a normal announcements. First up, a huge, huge, amazing, big hug thank you to all of our Patreon members. We are so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. And the community is growing. We're getting more and more Patreon members every week, and we're so excited about it. So if you're interested in looking for community, we highly encourage you. We're a little bit biased, but we highly encourage you to go check out our Patreon community. It's just so full of amazing people. Also, uh, the calls for this month of October are on our website for Patreon. You can go find all of the information on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and click on the Patreon button. Yeah, and just a huge thank you again, as Emma said, to everyone from me. Uh, a couple more things about community. We are doing some in-person meet and greets again, finally, because of COVID is finally, well, it's not going away. But we're able to do some outdoor slightly socially distanced vaccine required meet and greets. Anyway, we did one last week in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It was amazing. We had about 35 people and we were outside at a pavilion and basically a giant picnic. Everyone brought drinks and snacks and it was was just really great. So thank you to everyone who was there. We had an amazing time and we're so excited to be able to do stuff like this again. We have a couple of more coming, coming up this fall. We have one in Atlanta, Georgia next week on October 13th. 
From Wait, 7 to 9 p.m. You're, now you're interrupting me. I was going to. <laughs> Perfect. And the next one is uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida on October 27th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Also on a Wednesday. Yeah, all of the information. Yeah, look at me cut you off. I know. Uh, all of the information. <laughs> We're doing great at this. All of the information on how to sign up and to learn more about where they're going to be is on our website again at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the community events tab and you will see in-person events. And all of the information to sign up will be there. And also, don't forget, we still have our virtual meet and greets going on. Our next one is October 26th from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. And we'd love to have you come join those events as well. And we will have more virtual meet and greets in November. Yeah, and those have been super exciting. And we're glad they're back after taking a little summer, little summer siesta. Yep. Uh, a couple last final things. Uh, we wanted to cross-promote some events going on in Atlanta while we're there. We are not necessarily attending, but uh, we're super excited for it. The, the event is called Frolicon. It is sort of a, well, their tagline is nerdy meets naughty, and it's sort of a mix of sex positivity and gaming and all sorts of things. All of the information about it can be found uh, at frolicon.com, uh, or links are in the show notes on our website. Anyway, the event is from October 14th to the 17th, which is next weekend, if yes. you're listening to this the week it was released. And in conjunction with that, uh, Atlanta Polyamory, which is a polyamory group based out of Atlanta, <laughs> go figure, <laughs> uh, which you can find at atlantapolyamory.org or, show, or our show notes, they're having a meet and greet uh, a couple days after our uh, Atlanta meet and greet. One, um, one day to be specific. One day to be specific. <laughs> Theirs is on October 14th. So if you're going to be at Frolicon and you have signed up, you are encouraged and highly welcome to attend their uh, meet and greet. We plan to have the organizer of Atlanta, Polly Amory, the, the president and the organizer of this event um, on the show in a couple of weeks. So we're super excited about that. And we just wanted to throw that out there to help send some people uh, their way. So, yeah. That, and with that, I think that's all of the exciting news. Please reach out to us. Yes, if you want to let us know how we're doing, tell us how you're doing, or come on the show, you can find out how to do that at our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the Contact Us tab. You can also find podcast show notes there, and like Finn said earlier, all of the event information as well. And with that, let's go talk to Wendy and Anthony. Well, welcome, Wendy and Anthony, to the show. We're excited to have you here, and we're excited to hear your story. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. We'd like to start, I guess, with having each of you introduce yourselves, because we know a little bit, but not very much. So for the listeners, can each of you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, absolutely. Anthony, do you want to go ahead? Oh, you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm Wendy, and I started in in the lifestyle probably about five or six years ago. I got into it because I wanted to try to save my marriage, which is something I tell everybody not to do. I told my ex that I was interested in women. And we looked around for different places to go, and we found um, a club in northeastern Pennsylvania, which I currently now run with Anthony and 19 other people called the Paradise Club. And we came here. I met some great people. It was a really great place. It was comfortable. And um, my ex and I started trying to work our way through the lifestyle. And then 
things just weren't working the way we wanted to. So I, in the process of everything, met Anthony and met uh, his wife and some other people that ran the club. And we got closer and now we are, Anthony and I are a couple. Uh, He's my boyfriend. And again, like I said, he's married and she also has a boyfriend and all of us, 21 of us now run uh, the Paradise Club. So that's kind of where we are now. And um, I don't know, how Anthony, you want to tell a little bit about your story? Uh, so I'm Anthony. Um, I got into the lifestyle in uh, 2002 with my wife. Um, we were not very good swingers, but um, we did come into the lifestyle, uh, I guess, to be swingers. Um, we went to a couple swing conventions. Uh, we had a uh, home club, which was not the Paradise Club at the time. It's now closed. Uh, we had um, uh, we had our third child. Um, it was a, a little much to handle, um, so we got out of the lifestyle for um, for about five years. When we got back into the lifestyle. Um, we went to a couple clubs um, in another state, and uh, they were a little fast for us. Uh, we ended up finding the Paradise Club. The first night that we came to the Paradise Club, we met a couple. One half of that couple happens to be my wife's boyfriend still eight years later. The other half of that couple uh, was my girlfriend for about three years on uh until everything unraveled, they are now divorced. And um, so then we uh, we operated as a triad for um, about a year. Wendy, uh, Wendy picked me up over a piece of pool chalk. Um, <laughs> that was her opening line. And it kind of went from there. I really needed pool um, chalk, though. <laughs> so, so back in in 2013 very quickly we became a quad um it worked pretty well in the beginning uh, there's there's a lot of different facets to it because um december 31st 2013 uh, my wife and i worked our first party here and then january 2014 the other couple became uh, part of the first four of what we call the nuts. Uh, that's who runs the club. And then things were good until about 2016. Then it kind of all unraveled from there. So I, I was essentially going to get out. I was going to essentially run a lifestyle club while not being in the lifestyle. And then Miss Pool Chalk fangirl came um, <laughs> along and changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And so you you had said though, just to kind of step back a little bit, you were you were in a triad. You kind of uh, the... I was in a quad. Um, yeah, it was two married couples. Yeah, um, and uh, she left. Um, she broke up with me. She, uh, I mean, essentially, she wanted me to get divorced, uh, leave the lifestyle, and run off with her and be monogamous and do everything that she wanted me to do. Um, right. 
Uh, I politely declined. She broke up with me. She divorced her husband. We essentially, her husband, my wife, and I became a triad. We operated as a triad for about uh, roughly a year before uh, Wendy came along uh, with her pool chalk. <laughs> and um, well, I wouldn't call us a quad. Uh, I wouldn't call us a quad, but I wouldn't not call us a quad. Um, my wife's boyfriend and Wendy don't have anything to do with each other sexually. It's uh, it's pretty much too closed off. It, it's what, what three, do you call it? Three relationships. Three relationships. Yep. Is pretty much what it is. They get along. Yeah. Um, but everybody's friends. But they're really there's no my my wife is not bisexual. Um, so there is no girl play. Her boyfriend and I are not bisexual, so there is no boy play. Um, and the boyfriend and girlfriend don't play. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Thanks for spelling that all out. <laughs> yeah. Very much appreciated. And I think what, what I would love to do is maybe go back a little bit to into Wendy, your story as well. Like you said, you, you kind of got into this, you told your husband that you were interested in women. And that was sort of the, the beginning of the end, it sounds like. Well, there was problems in the marriage before that. Um, so I, I was trying to, I guess, grasp at straws to find something that might help, maybe something a little more, quote unquote, exciting, I guess. So I thought, let's try this. And it just went in the opposite direction. I, I, we run a, a class here at the club and that's one thing I tell everybody is don't get into this to try to save your marriage. So, um, I currently still live with my ex-husband. We have two teenage children together and we're trying to coexist, um, so that we can, and my children know that we're not together they know about Anthony. They know about his wife. They, they know the whole story. I've brought my children up to believe that as long as you're doing something that's not hurting anyone, it should be okay. Whatever your idea of a relationship is or whatever your idea of living your life is, as long as you're not hurting other people or hurting yourself for that matter, live your life and enjoy it. So there's all different types of families, all different types of relationships. And I want to make the lifestyle and all different types of relationships be what's the norm, you know? And that's why I love what you guys do, because you talk about all different types of things on normalizing non-monogamy. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. And I think, too, thank you for clarifying that uh, non-monogamy wasn't the reason that you wound up separating there was other issues but that they maybe the two kind of coincided um chronologically that 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 was well it's easy to point the finger yeah. at this is what caused it but that's right. not what happened yeah, no that's not what happened yeah. did did you two give it a go the lifestyle mm -hmm. yeah no we we did we did we we tried um it just wasn't I don't think it was his thing. So we, and then, and then in turn, I guess meeting certain people and me being able to be who I really am 
made it a done deal, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. Meaning that you kind of started to find yourself in that you finally, you found that who you were and who he was were just not. Correct. Yeah. Compatible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not trying to like pick it all apart. I'm just trying oh, to, trying to yeah. understand it a little bit. So thank you. I also want to clarify one thing. Um, just in, in terms of the word lifestyle, what does that mean to the both of you? Because that's a term that can mean different things to different people. For some, it's more the swinging lifestyle or the non-monogamous lifestyle. And I'm just curious for each of you what that kind of means. For, for me, it's kind of both, I think. Um, more so because we run a club, um, which was touted as a swinger club for years. And I don't really necessarily like that term because we want to welcome everyone. So we want to encompass encompass it into the lifestyle. So at least that's my opinion. Uh, I would say it's also my opinion, uh, whether you're really, because now most of of my lifestyle experience has been somewhat polyamorous. And and we talk about this often that um, labeling labeling us is is difficult to do so in turn um we don't really try to label anybody whether you're you're um full swap soft swap voyeurs exhibitionists polyamorous uh polyamorous swinging whatever you bisexual whatever you may be um we we kind of try to be the umbrella club to allow people to just be people. You're, you're allowed to come here and be who you are. We have certain rules. We, we don't allow single males. But other than that, uh, we have plenty of couples that come here that are essentially vanilla, uh, that just like the atmosphere, that just like what we do, uh, they're welcomed the same way that the uh, full swap hardcore swingers are. And, um, uh, within the nuts, we have a quad, a, uh, polyamorous triad and a fruple. They, they want to be different or <laughs> a quad, they're a fruple. So, so we have, you know, we have our swinging couples. We have, uh, we actually pretty much have a vanilla couple, uh, that is a nut. Um, and then we have, we pretty much have everything, um, in the nuts. So we're looking to cover everybody, um, that walks through the door also. And let me clarify the nuts for you. I'm sorry. That's of course the people that work here, but we call ourselves the nuts because they say we're crazy for doing this. We we're all volunteers. We don't get paid to, to work here. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're not, well, yeah, you're not. Well, I, I think like we said, we'll love to circle back and get into more because I know you, you, you're you all doing some really great education work behind that and we're excited to promote that for sure. I think I was curious about something you said, Anthony, at the beginning that you were really bad swingers. Uh, what what does that mean to you? What what where did that come from? <laughs> Look, I can be short with this. Uh, what that means is my wife was looking for John Bon Jovi um, <laughs> and nothing less. And uh, at the time, I was younger. Um, we were still in our 20s. Um, a heartbeat was uh, good enough. 
we didn't we didn't swing very well. Um, a common conversation at a club would be, "Well, what do you think about them? Oh, he's too short. Well, what about them? He's too tall. Well, what about them? He doesn't have enough hair. Well, what about them? He has too much hair." Um, th- <laughs> these would be the conversations. And we really weren't, I mean, we were active in that. We went to a lot of conventions. We went to a lot of, um, not a lot of clubs, but we went to a club a lot weekly. Um, We just weren't actively swapping, switching. We found a couple that we soft swap with regularly. Uh, We probably did that for a couple years. We did full swap a couple times, and then we walked in here in 2013, and uh, my wife will kill me for this, but she connected with the other female half, and they became instant, really instant best friends, and within oh, within uh, seven months, we were on vacation together which I thought was crazy. I didn't even know their last names. I knew nothing about them, but (laughs) but they had planned it and we went on vacation. And uh, depending on whose story you hear and you get to hear mine, um, there was no thought of having girlfriend and boyfriend and being polyamorous. And then I woke up one morning and I had a wife and a girlfriend and we were pretty much a closed quad. Um, and continued to be that until uh, September of 2016. So for almost three years, uh, we fell into it. it. It was not a planned thing. We really didn't have any conversations about it. We actually, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw this show, uh, Polyamory Married and Dating on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Right. Great show. I wish they were in 10 seasons of it, but Um, we watched the show and laughed at it and all four of us laughed at it and said, we would never do that. That's crazy. What are these people thinking? And about two months later, we were living that life, um, which wasn't, which was a good thing. I mean, I'm on round two of it. So, um, you just have to have the right ingredients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always my opinion. Yeah. yeah, well, and I think that is the crux of it is that like you can you can go into this saying, well, we're just going to be swingers. And and I, you know, you joke that you woke up one day and you had a wife and a girlfriend. It probably happened over some amount of time. Right. And that you just didn't even feel it happening. And then it and then it existed. And so it is a new level of emotion a new level of intimacy a new level of everything beyond swinging like it's it's just more difficult at at this point in my life i think it's easier yeah (laughs) and i think it's easier because uh, um i'm 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 used to it uh i've been through a one relationship the second relationship right from the start was always much easier they're very much opposites, which I'm sure has something to do with it. Uh, but the experience of knowing what to do and more importantly, what not to do and how to, to, uh, to set things up, I guess. Um, Wendy and I started very closed. 
there were lots of guidelines. There was lots of things. I was confused for the first year. I was very confused. I didn't know what I was, honestly. Like, and yeah, I was gun shy. I was gun shy, and I refused to call her my girlfriend. So she was my secretary uh, because my first relationship ended ugly, uh, and I was never going to go back to that. And and worse off, um, my best friend, who happened to be my wife's boyfriend was getting a divorce and I blamed myself for it. Um, so I felt like I had no business, um, getting back into a relationship. I didn't get into this to, uh, to end anybody's marriage. And next thing I know, uh, I was in a second relationship and there was another marriage ending but that for sure wasn't you i still i still i always felt like um like i had my hand in that too so Mm -hmm. uh but it, it has taken years to figure out um both relationships were probably doomed way before uh the lifestyle came in um you know so. Yeah, but it's still hard to feel like I can see how Whoa. you feel that way, or it's it's hard to tell like you have to rewrite that story actively. Yeah, I mean, especially right if if she was kind of alluding to that she wanted to essentially run away with you, um, and like you said, like you know, you just kind of unveiled that that your wife's boyfriend and your girlfriend's husband at the time was your best friend. So like you're not just out there like feeling like you're ruining any marriage it's the marriage of your best friend and your girlfriend and that's even harder and then yeah you come into a new one and you see something similar happening so i i can understand the the being gun shy in 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 the first relationship i was very much in the middle um in in wendy's i was not in the middle but but in the first one i was very much in the middle my girlfriend and my best friend were getting a divorce and I, I was still trying to stay in the picture. I was not looking to get a divorce. Um, my wife and I agreed that we would not do that over this no matter what. And and I tend to want to stick to my word. Uh, but I was trying to keep her around um, I did not want to end the relationship and, and I kept trying and trying and trying, which just kept me being in the middle, being in the middle. The, the real breaking point was, you know, I had deadlines, um, you know, January 1st, 2017 was the deadline. I pushed that to January 9th. Uh, finally, uh, Jan- I think it was January 27th. Um, it kind of blew up and then we revisited like, I don't know, like two or three times after that. And in the magic, what magic there was, it was gone by then. Um, plus it, it was kind of hard because, uh, the boyfriend was my best friend. He is. Um, and, uh, he could not come to me over, him getting a divorce of my girlfriend and I could not go to him for the breakup with my girlfriend. And it created tension between both of us. 
um, which which took a long time to get through, and we probably still have scars over it. Uh, we're just not the emotional talkers, so we kind of pack it in a little box and throw it in the deepest part of the ocean and move on. Yeah, yeah, that's super hard. I appreciate you sharing. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, do you have more questions for Anthony before we move on to the two of them? So many, but I mean, it's okay. Yes, but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we could spend all, all night. Um, I was going to move on to the two of them. Go for it. So then you two met over pool chalk, right? That's what you oh. said. <laughs> um, and that was what, about five years ago then? Am I doing the math correctly? Uh, that Four was, years ago? Um, 28. That was... Um, that was uh, 2017. That was about March of 2017 was the pool chalk routine. It, it's actually, what? it actually goes back to October, 2016. Yeah. Um, it was my, my wife's boyfriend's 40th birthday. Uh, we had a nightmare before Christmas themed Halloween party here, which is his favorite thing in the entire world he is a little bit of a child so So are you (laughs) so am i um we were going to give away a we were going to give away something i don't remember exactly what it was gave away a free membership for a year free membership for a year okay Mm -hmm. and uh it was going to go to the person that had the best um nightmare before christmas costume costume and uh wendy was the choice uh i left it up to him until it got time to choose. And then I, I, I liked her. Um, I didn't know who she was. I didn't even know her name. Uh, he agreed. We gave it to her. And then from that point on, she fell off the face of the earth, didn't come back to the club. We didn't see her till I think till March of uh, 2017. Yeah. And she came back and this is actually kind of funny. Uh, her and her husband, can I tell this story? Go ahead, yeah. I don't care. Her and her husband came to me in, in just about the worst time and asked me about being polyamorous because they were interested in it. And at the time, I was not the best spokesman for it and said, you people are crazy. <laughs> don't ever do this. It's the worst thing in the entire world because, well, I was knee deep in in horror at the time and then i don't know maybe a couple parties later she asked may she asked for pool chalk and uh and we had the nuts had a group message and and i just went into a panic we have to get this we have to get a pool chalk it has to come today (laughs) and uh i think i still have a stock of pool chalk because everybody bought pool chalk yeah uh and i just handed her the pool chalk and that started um, the chase. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was back and forth That's for right. a long time before we were ever together. And I and I was all I was interested in at the time was swinging. Like there was no relationship thought in my head. And so it back and forth, back and forth the whole summer before we finally were together in some capacity. It was July. It was okay. <laughs> we still haven't figured out our exact date. It but, was okay. it was July thirteenth. Okay. So it was, it was July. It wasn't all summer. It was July. It felt like I guess it felt like all summer. <laughs> so um and then sep- September September 
he asked me if I wanted to go, what did you call it? Just a date night? Yes. Yeah. So he asked me if I wanted to go on a date night. So I have no idea what to expect. What's a date night with somebody that I'm swinging with, you know? So we, I came up to the club, we met up here and, and we were to, we had sex and he's like, so what do you want to go to dinner? And, or are you just going to go home? And I was like, oh, I'll go to dinner. I don't know. Like, I really, I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea. I was like, what's a date night? What are we doing? Like, she didn't ask any questions either. That's the part she's not saying. And, <laughs> and we were having logistical issues because, well, she had a husband. And I, I don't know if he was, uh, he wasn't completely giving his blessing. Um, I, I don't think he was completely against it. Look, I, I, I think for the most part, he had no idea what he was in the middle of. Uh, and she didn't either. And, and honestly, I didn't either. I no. was used to dating my wife's boyfriend's wife. It, it's very clean. It's very easy uh, going out of that comfort zone was was very difficult especially in the beginning uh to the point where my wife's asking me uh, you're going on a date with wendy what are you guys going to do and i said I, I don't really know well did you sit me down that was that the night yes, you sat me down oh tell them this is what he he has got to tell you what he did to me the first night before we did absolutely anything you're gonna give me look half of your audience will hate me for this the other half will appreciate me. As soon as we walked in the door, um, I sat her down and said, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this either. No, I love you. No roses, no flower, like no nothing. No cards. No cards. You won't get any cards on Valentine's day. You won't get any flowers. I'm not doing this was all the things that made my first experience difficult. Um, I was not going to do again. One of my big things was don't come to me, uh, pushing me to get in an argument that I can't buy into, uh, because that happened a lot in my first relationship was the girlfriend wanted X and I, the wife was against it. I would then have an argument with the wife and I didn't really buy into what the girlfriend wanted. So, um, so, so I had, I think it was about an hour. It was about an hour of me standing over her saying, I'm not doing any of this. All of those things that I now do. Hence the reason I was confused, like said it like, okay. And he said, he always says, I'm surprised you didn't like run out of the door screaming. And <laughs> and that's what I, I, I wanted her to either completely understand where I was or politely decline and say, I don't belong here. And I would have been okay with that. I, I didn't want her not to know where I was because it was very, at the time it was very much about me. Um, it, it was very hard on my wife to be in a triad. 
um, and to please her boyfriend who wanted a closed, pretty much wanted a closed relationship and please her husband who I wanted to be in a swinging triad because I was dealing with the fact that um, my my girlfriend was gone and her boyfriend wasn't. We agreed prior to that that um, the boyfriend and the girlfriends would be non-negotiable. Uh, they would leave when they left. Um, no one would be able to pull the I want out of this card or uh, I broke up with mine. You have to break up with yours. I, I never thought that was fair. Um, maybe swinging. Uh, not, um, not being polyamorous, people have feelings. Um, I didn't want that to happen. And, you know, I, I've been honest to everybody. When I made that statement, I was 200% sure that my girlfriend was never going anywhere. And then she was the one that went. So I felt like I had to, uh, man up. So I did, but it, it was, a, it was a rough year. It was rough for her to be the tiebreaker. For everything, especially when your husband wants to swing and your boyfriend does not want to swing. Um, so I was very much trying to protect myself and I didn't want to hurt her yeah. because she was an innocent victim in it. So I had all these rules and put up all these walls and, and, and well. And they're gone now. Yeah. They're <laughs> but it, but it, I think it, in, the long, in the long run, it worked out for the best because. I was able to get to know him more and, and things were slower paced. Cause I think me, I'm that person that just wants to jump in head first and just go for it. And so I think it took me back a few steps, which was good. And it got me to know him more. And, and just like he had just said something about the fact that, you know, he keeps to his word and he honestly does. He has loyalty tattooed on his chest and he's one of the most loyal people that, I know. So, um, so yeah, when he says something, he means it. And, um, that's something that, you know, that makes me, um, want to be with him so much and makes me care about him so much. And, um, it's, it's just, I don't know. Like, so it, it was, it was a, it was a crazy thing that with the way things happened, however, it was a good thing the way things happened. Cause it took me back a step. Mm -hmm. Well, right. And it sounds like, you know, my personal opinion, uh, Anthony, is like, could the delivery have been better? Maybe. I don't know. We weren't really there. We don't know exactly how the conversation well, We weren't really there. We weren't there. <laughs> we weren't, I'm just saying. I'm just giving we a We weren't shit. there. The delivery could have been a lot. Oh, yeah. I should have run out the door, honestly, with what, how it was done. But The delivery was terrible. But at the end of the day you were laying down your boundaries of what you were comfortable doing and you weren't trying to sugarcoat it or pull one over on Wendy. And, you know, it sounds like you didn't know what the hell you wanted. You're like, I don't know. Are we dating? Am I looking for a girlfriend? Am I swinging? And she's like, I don't know. Am I his girlfriend? Are we dating? Are we swinging? Like nobody knew, but at least you were trying to have the conversation about where you were at and what you didn't want. And I, I mean, I would just say I commend you for that because having that conversation is hard, even if you don't stick the landing. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely didn't stick the landing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're both here. Yeah. Five years yeah. later or it's, four years it's later. It's definitely gotten better over the past four years. And the communication is, is 
really good between us. So I think that's what matters. That's one of the biggest things that I talk about all the time is, is you need to communicate with your partner. For sure. For sure. And I think, it, so I was, one of the questions I was going to ask is, were you at Paradise getting your chalk as a solo female? But it sounds like at that point you were still married and your husband and you were still exploring this. And even when you first started loosely dating Anthony, you guys were still married and trying to make it work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were still together and I was actually getting the full chalk for him. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So how did, how did the. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds terrible. I know it does sound terrible, but like, I don't know. Like I just asked him for bull chalk and I smiled. I don't know. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. Right. Obviously. So how did the two of you then develop, right? So you had this hard hour long conversation Apparently still had sex, so I guess it's foreplay. <laughs> and then you maybe went to dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we went to dinner, and we have how we kind of structure it, being that he's married and she has a boyfriend. There's a lot of moving moving parts, so um, we've grown over time to structure it where there's one date night a week, so that's where we can do whatever we want for the most part, um, spend, you know, it, it can be anywhere from a few hours. It's usually just a, it's a few hours and like three to six hours, usually something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other night we um, have the option to have dinner with each other. So we'll meet somewhere halfway in between because we live about an hour and 15 minutes from one another. So we'll meet halfway um go have some sushi or so, you know, have a nice dinner. And then, um, once a month we have what we call an overnight date night. So one Saturday a month, um, which we schedule in between everything else, we have two parties a month that we run. Um, so the overnight date night, uh, he comes to my house, his wife goes to her boyfriend's house and, um, we spend the night. So, and we can do whatever we want those nights as well. So it's, it's scheduled a lot of it. Um, but it ha we have to, because there's four of us and basically three different relationships. So, right. Yeah. And there's families involved too, that you have to consider throughout the yes. whole thing. He has three children. I have two. And mm -hmm. so it, it's, it can be challenging sometimes. I mean, most his, his kids are, he's only got one that's still in school. Um, like, high school level, middle school level. Mm -hmm. Um, and then both of them, I have one in high school and one that's just going to start college. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So they're getting older. They can starting to mostly be able to take care of themselves in a lot of ways too, Yeah, which helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, I mean, it sounds like you figured out a way that really works like for the four of you in, um, whatever, even if it's scheduled and it can be hectic and everything, but sometimes a schedule is what saves you, right? If you didn't have that schedule, it'd be all like, it wouldn't be oh. everyone, all the communication would be, it'd be, I imagine it'd be much more difficult. Yes. I'm a big believer in schedules. And I mean, I don't always have to be perfect, but when I'm off my schedule, I'm not a fan, not one of my favorite things. Right. And not one of our favorite things, though. No. <laughs> it sounds like an understatement. We yeah. won't. We won't necessarily pick that one apart. <laughs> um, well, I'm curious how for both of you, and this maybe 
I don't know. I'm not even going to caveat it. How out are you in your communities and in your families and everything? You said your children know, but like, are you, how has that gone? Uh, with me, with me, I am like, I, I, I think I said it to you before the interview started. I am open to anybody that asks me. So if a girlfriend of mine, or if, if there's somebody I'm close with, I'm going to tell them because I want to tell them before they find out from somebody else. So, and my children know about my relationship with Anthony and that he has a wife and she has a boyfriend. Um, they've spent uh, Christmas with, we've spent Christmas with Anthony and his family. So like my kids are involved with that aspect of things. I'm not at the point where I'm telling them about the club yet. They've actually been here, but not when it was a club. Like we can take things down and make it look like a vanilla place. So they've been here during COVID. There's a pool. So we brought them to swim, stuff like that. So I'm getting to the point though, where they're old enough and I want to tell them because there's nothing wrong with this. Like it's fun for some people and it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's, it's not a bad thing. I don't think it should be hidden. I want it to be more of the norm. So for me, if somebody's going to ask, I'm definitely going to tell them I'm not, I'm not hiding it from anybody and I don't want to. And if somebody doesn't like me for, for what I do, then they're not truly a friend of mine or they're not truly somebody that should be in my life. So that's kind of how I look at it. Anthony? Oh, me? <laughs> my ex-girlfriend called my mom. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm 46 years old. She called my mom. <laughs> and she outed me to my mom. Uh, and, and, and she called other people and she, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much added to, to most of my family who, uh, that's, that's more than four years ago. Um, and out of, uh, out of all of the family members that know, which is probably 10 to 15, one, um, one came to me and, uh, asked the questions. Um, and I told him everything, uh, everybody else, uh, pretty much seems to, to leave it alone. It, it hasn't affected many relationships. It has affected one. I had a, a male cousin that I was very close to that I haven't spoken to, uh, in more than four years. Um, I, I couldn't tell you exactly why, but, uh, both my parents know my, 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 both my parents know about, uh, Wendy and about, uh, my wife's boyfriend. Um, my father's never really said anything to me. Uh, my mother, the older she gets, the more questions she asks, um, uh, almost the more understanding she gets of it. Um, both my older children, I have a, a, a child in her mid-20s and one in her early 20s, uh, both know everything. Club, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, past relationship, uh, history, they know everything. Um, 
they're a little young, you know, they're not looking to, uh, to jump into this in their twenties. Um, but, um, they're, they're very much understanding of it. Um, and very good with it. Friends. I, I don't have a lot of friends out of the lifestyle, uh, these days just because um, I believe there's more honesty uh, and realness uh, within the lifestyle for me uh, but my non-lifestyle friends uh, I don't think anybody if anybody knows um, they don't come to talk to me about it um, as of yet but um, I've had one instance uh, it was another male cousin of mine. He called me up and said, we have to talk about this. And I said, sure, I'll pick you up on Wednesday. I'll explain everything to you. It took about five hours. <laughs> um, and I told him everything. And and as it turned out, he knew very little. Um, and I told him a whole lot. <laughs> when I was all done five hours later, he said, he said to me, well, this is what I did know. And it was, it was that I went to a lifestyle club. That's all <laughs> he knew. And here I, I just, I gave him everything. <laughs> I mean, I gave him all kinds of things and I didn't have to give him any of that, which, which I was good with giving him. Um, he was cool about it. Same, same thing with my wife. She's outed to uh, pretty much her whole family. Uh her 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 mother knows and uh, is uh, is very understanding of it. Uh, her mother has met her her mother has met uh, both Wendy and uh, her boyfriend. Um, so we're we're at a, we're at a pretty good place. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, I think we're at a we're at a pretty good place for me. Those that ask get told. Um, those that don't. Um, I don't flaunt it, um, but I also don't hide it. Yeah. yeah. Same. So. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. It helps give context, I think. And I'm sorry that you went through the outing. That's horrible. But it sounds like at least most of the relationships have gone okay with everything. I appreciate her for outing me to my mother. It, it, yeah. it makes for a great story. Who gets out with her mom? By their ex girlfriend, it's great. Yeah. I love her to death. For I, I, I hope things are great. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you have that outlook on it. Yeah, for sure. To my mom. Yeah. So I mean, I'm curious. Um, oh, I bet you are. <laughs> again, About so everything. many things. Uh, so. For, for each of you, where do you kind of feel like your sweet spot is in terms of like, Anthony, you have uh, a wife and a girlfriend and I don't know, uh, um, Wendy, do you have any other partners that you would consider like boyfriends or girlfriends that are like relationships or beyond what you have? Is it mostly casual? Like how do you two kind of approach life beyond these relationships and not to discount any other relationships that are out there. Just kind of curious what that looks like for you. What they're like sweet spot in terms of like, are you like, well, I think I could sustain two more long-term like serious relationships on top of my wife and on top of Wendy. (laughs) Hypothetically. 
Your fault. That's what, that's what I was trying to. I'm good. No, um, I, I hate I hate using labels. Like I'm so not a label. And I this happened in the last time I talked to somebody about this. Um, but but the, the best way to describe it is is I am monogamous with him. Like as far as a relationship is concerned, like I don't want another relationship. He's my relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we do run a club. I do like. I like women. Um, and Me I like, too. yeah, he does too. So, um, we, I consider us, uh, swingers, um, but we're not prolific. Like there's a couple that, um, once in a while they come here and we're up for it. We'll, you know, play with them. But for the most part, it's him and I, um, and if there's something, and I said, if there's something that comes along, we'll talk about it. But, you know, right now that's kind of where we are as far as swinging and my relationship is monogamous with him as far as relationships go. So. Yeah. Well, sorry for the really long wordy question. (laughs) You did a, you did a much better job of answering it than I did of asking. Thank you. Um, And that's exactly kind of what I was getting at is like what you two kind of saw it looking like moving forward or what it looks like. And it sounds like it's sort of, a casual swinging when it makes sense kind of dynamic outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Moving forward, I guess, do you see things, I mean, no one can predict the future. I know this is an impossible question, but do you see things, how they might change for for either of you? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, Right now, I think we're kind of, living day to day. We do so much, um, with what we do for the club. Um, and then we have kids and other things going on in our lives. So, um, I, you know, I look for the future and I look at him in my future. I I just don't know what that looks like, you know? Um, I don't know. What do you say? Well, am I going to get like a breakup text? Later? No, I'm not breaking. <laughs> I don't want, I'm saying, I'm not saying I want to break. I just don't know what like future looks like. Like what we look like. I should say what we look like in the future. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know what that looks like. So whether, I don't know. It's a hard question because. It, it is a hard question. Yeah. So and it might just be I, the I, same. Like, yeah, similar. It may, yeah. It might be continue to be what we are doing right now. We have very much continuously evolved in some way or the, or another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In, in the four years that we've been together, I, I think my wife and our boyfriend have also evolved at the same time. Um, so I, I think that's really, um, I think that's really the the important thing to do is not to get stuck in neutral. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think you have to go forward or backwards as long as you evolve and you change. Um, and, and we change by need. So um, when things need to change, uh, it, it seems to be like, like everyone's open for a change that is needed. Uh, we had a big change a couple years ago because, uh, my wife's boyfriend needed things to change. He needed, he needed more time. Um, I, I was very okay with that. 
Uh, part of the reason why I was okay with that, with whatever change he gets, she gets the same thing. Um, so we added certain things to that. The certain things are are minimal. Uh, certain things are are larger. Uh, for instance, um, one of the big things is is the boyfriend and girlfriend get overnight mm-hmm. date nights yeah, on their I birthday. Think. Oh yeah, that one. Um, that that was a a thing to him. Um, that was an important thing to him. So yeah, we put it in there and we said, okay, for for each of your birthdays, um, that's available. Um, we added dinner date nights, um, as an additional night. At one point we were going once a week. Uh, we added dinner date nights, the availability of dinner date nights. So we evolved, um, most party nights here, there's two parties a month. Really that's become a boyfriend, girlfriend night, uh, exclusively. It, it, in the prior relationship, it wasn't always exactly like that um and and then holidays we try to work out holidays um as best we can she both wendy and and uh, my wife's boyfriend uh go usually come to our house for christmas eve usually all four of us are here new year's eve for a party um thanksgiving yeah we did thanksgiving Uh, we we, we try to most holidays Uh, birthdays, birthdays are a little more difficult because there's a lot of kids involved. And, and even though, you know, the, the kids are older, they want what they want and, and vacations sometimes can be tough. Um, but we evolve, we try to do the best we can. It, it's not always, uh, um, exactly what everybody wants. It's not always exactly what everybody wants. Uh, but I don't, I don't know how you can do that with four people involved and then seven kids involved. Um, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. Everybody's got to say, well, I, 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 I'm going to shoot for this, but if I can get some of what I want, uh, that'll work out. And, and I think altogether the four of us are very good with that, I'm not always a hundred percent happy. Uh, I know she's not. Uh, I know he's not, and I know my wife's not either. A lot of times, and and it, it's taken a lot of years uh, and a lot of experience to understand that not everybody's going to be a hundred percent happy a hundred percent of the time. We try to yeah. do things together. Uh, August is, is concert month. Yay. Concerts are back. I'm so excited. Um, (laughs) Four of us are going to three different concerts. Uh, we try to do things like that. We try to get together. We, we have, you know, we have, um, 19, 19, 21, 19. We have, we have a lot of nuts. We try to do things as a group here. Um, we're friends with everybody that's a nut. So we try to get together. We're going to do that, um, this coming weekend. So it also, uh, brings all of us together. So we, we don't try to be a pair all the time, uh, to where it's closed off in an open marriage and a closed relationship. We try to do a certain amount of things as a group 
a certain amount of things as a quad. Um, and and so, it takes a lot. Uh, of so yeah, time. it's always evolving and a lot of scheduling involved, but we seem to yeah. work it out and it, and it seems, you know, it just seems to work eventually. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, you know, it, everything's either everything's a conversation and a compromise and that's like that as long as you all agree on that piece then that sounds like it's working um which is amazing yeah yeah and i think you know i think again we could talk about this for hours and hours i wanted to we wanted to give you the chance to talk about paradise club and what what you all are bringing to this and i think i mean first of all i think it's amazing that like you're volunteering to do this and I assume it's a lot of time, but obviously there, there has to be a lot of passion behind that. So we would love to hear about what you're doing and how you're doing it and what sort of the mission is behind it. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it, it definitely is something that we're both passionate about. Like all of us that, that volunteer here and work here are passionate about. Um, for some of us, it's more work than others. Um, this is almost a second full-time job for a couple of us. And, um, so, but it just means so much to us The we're so big about education and everybody having a good time. We always say we are paradise and we want to be a family here. It's more than just a place to come and hang out. Like everybody here is, is an extended part of our family. We make sure everybody's taken care of from the very first time they walk in the door. Everybody gets a tour. Everybody gets... What's that? Everybody gets a cell phone number. Oh yes, everybody gets everybody gets a cell phone number. I make a phone call to them before they come to the party, and they can call me or text me anytime they need any questions they have. I've known from what I, I haven't been to too many clubs other than here, but I have been to a few, and Anthony's been to a few, and. Some of the clubs just throw you in and say, here, have a good time. And so many people are so nervous. Like I've talked to so many people that just, oh my gosh, I don't know what to expect. We're really afraid. And we just try to make everybody feel comfortable. Come hang out. It's just an adult. We call it our clubhouse. Like, cause that's, we, we just love hanging out with our friends and we have dancing and we have a 50,000 gallon indoor heated pool and there's two hot tubs, an indoor hot tub and an outdoor hot tub. And we have a pool table and a massage table and playroom. So just come and do what you want to do. And again, with the new members, we do a new member workshop. So they get to come down to the pool table room and I'm down there. Wait, what? And we have a snow cone machine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Important detail. I'm so excited. I was talking about the new member workshop. That's my favorite part. Okay. So anyway, so I get to tell them about things that you should do, things you shouldn't do. Do you have any questions? I tell them about podcasts like yours that educate people and and just a way to bring them in to where they feel more comfortable. We give them a different color wristband so that, and it's not to, to point them out. And, and somebody said something like, are we fresh meat? No, like it's, we want them to feel comfortable and other people to say, Oh, you're new. How are you? And, and greet them, you know, and talk to them and find out what they're into or what they like to do. Uh, we have a fantastic uh, entertainment director, and I can say his name. He doesn't care. Larry, he's he's fantastic. He just came on a few months ago. Him and his wife are our entertainment directors, and 
They do a fantastic job. He does something called We Are Paradise, and he brings up uh, members, a new member, and one of the nuts. And he asks them, like, what are your hobbies? You know, ask them other silly questions. And, and so other people can get to know them. So if somebody, say, rides motorcycles and somebody in the crowd rides motorcycles, they can seek each other out. Oh, hey, you, are, you have the same thing in common with me. Larry plays games with everyone. There's always something going on. And it's not just about the swinging part of it. It's about coming, having a good time. And if you don't want to swing, you don't have to. A lot of people think that they're going to walk into a place like this and there's going to be a big pile. And that's just not what it is. So, Ant, do you have anything? Uh, I, the only thing that I would like to add is... is um we didn't come up with the new member workshop because we were geniuses. Uh, mm-hmm. We came up with the new member workshop out of prior experience. Um, when the original nuts all got together after we took over the club, we were trying to game plan how we were going to be different because we didn't want to be like everybody else. And one of the first things that came up was uh, the fact that you just come to a club and you pay your money and then you're on your own. Uh, We wanted to be different. Um, Some of us had good experiences. Some of us had bad experiences, which is where the new member workshop came from. Uh, We wanted to, uh, we wanted our club to cater to new members as well as to seasoned swingers, as well as to vanilla people, uh, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, we do a huge buffet dinner. Mm-hmm. I was um, going to say that. Every party. I have a wife that is a master chef, and she's an untrained master chef, but she's a master chef. So um, swing clubs, lifestyle clubs, and food, usually don't go together here they go together we we do a gluten-free dish we do a plant-based dish Um, we change our menu every party Um, it's not the same thing we theme our dinners as much as we can to the party themes and we produce uh, i would argue we produce restaurant quality food so you can be vanilla you can be a hundred percent vanilla and mm-hmm. come out here and have uh, a very good dinner and dance and use the pool hot tub um, massage tables billiards room pool table can get an education uh, not only do we do a new member workshop but in in 2021 we started doing seminars at most of our parties, we've done, uh, I think we've done three of them. The, the Motor Bunny <clears throat> Seminar. We have a Motor Bunny here. Uh, so we did a seminar on the, on the Motor Bunny. Uh, we did a seminar on your first trip to hedonism, what to expect, uh, approximate cost, all questions that anybody that has ever gone to hedonism doesn't know. The fact that everyone overpacks. <laughs> for their first visit to hedonism. No one knows that you can pretty much get everything in the gift shop that you might need. And it's, it's pretty, um, 
pretty inexpensive. It's, it's pretty inexpensive to do so. So everybody packs all these things and bags. And how do you transfer from from the airport to the resort? Um, people get overcharged, and and we went through that. And Wendy just did a seminar um, so last she- week on social media in the lifestyle uh, Facebook. Me, we. Um, also SLS, SDC, Cassidy, all the swing websites and uh, how to protect yourself and um, how to not accidentally be outed, how to find groups, what groups are good, all of that. So, And, and we have future ones. Uh, of course, we're going to do a, a polyamory in the lifestyle because that's what we know. Um, we're looking to do... Um, uh, BDSM, um, ropes, knots, um, anything you can think of. We just want to, we just want to do everything that we can to educate people. So that's really, you know, what we're about and and making people feel comfortable, like everything from the food to the games and the fun. Like I I've had vanilla friends come. Some of my friends that I knew from my twenties that I've still been friends with came here a year or two ago and they came and hung out. Like they didn't want to, they didn't want to partake in anything that swingers do, but they just wanted to come and hang out. So they did. And I always tell anybody, come out, have a good time. You know, I don't, you don't have to do anything. Just meet people and have a drink, have some dinner and and whatever. So you make it, you want to make it. I think all clubs are underwhelming. Um, If you're not, if you're not including education in some kind, you're shortchanging uh, your membership base. Uh, you're hanging them out to dry. Um, you're setting them up for failure. Um, and we have the platform um, just as the podcast do. You, you, you have the platform to educate people. Uh, why are we all not trying to educate our members, it 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 is a, a good business model because if you educate your members, they tend to stick around. If you don't, uh, they're going to make mistakes, and if their mistakes are bad enough, they're going to end up out of the lifestyle. Um, that does not allow us to promote the lifestyle in general. It does not allow us to promote our clubs or podcasts or whatever it may be. Uh, so we have the right platform. Um, we don't have one person that's an expert in everything, um, but we have enough people within each club, uh, and we definitely have enough people within the lifestyle altogether uh, that we have experts here that can speak about a certain subject and educate people. And, and we're, we're underwhelming. And, and we are as a whole. We have we have plenty of podcasts that are out there that are about fun and games, um, which is fine. But they have the platform to educate, and 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 all you have to do is go on one swing website and find out that there's clubs everywhere across this country, and there's very few people that are even bothering with education. It, it just makes absolutely no sense to me. We all know someone that came into this lifestyle, made missteps, and are no longer in the lifestyle. In my opinion, that's all of our fault. We didn't yeah. 
helped them when we should have. Yeah, for sure. And not that they wouldn't necessarily have still made missteps, but that they would have maybe been better prepared for them or understood that, that that is a thing that happens. And yeah, there's just so many ways to avoid that. And I think a huge thank you yes. right, from us to you for doing all of the education work and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I think we just appreciate that. And it sounds like it's an amazing experience and you guys really take care of your members. And I think not just your members, but you use your members then as ambassadors to the community as a whole um, because you're, you're teaching people and they're going out and interacting with people who maybe aren't at the club. So we appreciate that. Yes. So thank you yeah. for that and for coming on. For sharing your story and for talking about the club too and for all the work that you're doing. And we hope that getting this out there, people will come visit the Paradise Club as well. Yeah. And we will make sure to put links to everything. But one more time, just so anybody listening knows like roughly where is the club and um, we'll make sure to get links on the website and the show notes so everyone can find it. Yep, we are in northeastern Pennsylvania in the Poconos, and our website is www.theparadiseclub.net. So perfect, perfect. Again, links will be in the show notes. Thank you both for being here for sharing your stories. I know we kind of like abruptly cut off your stories and shifted to the club. I think <laughs> we could definitely have you back and and dive more into the stories at some point. I think I would love that. Oh yeah, for and, sure. Um, just thank well, you. Thank you so much for having us. I was so excited to be able to be on your podcast and I love what you guys are doing. So we, we love, you yeah. know, hearing your podcast and everything that you guys are doing to educate people in the world of non-monogamy. So thank you. Thank awesome. you. We appreciate it. And we have, have an open invitation to come here anytime you want. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you. And we will take you up on we, it. We will indeed. So <laughs> have a wonderful night and we will talk to you both uh, soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. And we're back. A huge thank you to Wendy and Anthony for reaching out to us and coming on the show and for all of the amazing work that you're doing at the Paradise Club in Pennsylvania. We can't wait to come visit and we hope we send a lot of people your way. As a quick reminder, if you tell them that Finn and Emma sent you, they will hook you up with some cool perks. So go check out their club. Links are in the show notes. Yeah, just uh, I want to echo the gratitude from Emma as well. Thank you, uh, Wendy and Anthony. And thank you again to everyone who's part of our Patreon community. Uh, again, uh, all of the call dates for the October calls and then the upcoming November calls are listed on our website uh, at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Just click on the Patreon tab. And don't forget, come check out our meet and greets either in person in Atlanta, in St. Petersburg, Florida in October or our virtual meet and greets as well. We'd love to meet all of you. So go check them out. Again, links and everything, all of the information is on our website. And one last final thing we wanted to throw out there. If you are getting back out in the world and meeting people, we highly encourage and would just love you to be awesome sexual health advocates. And the way that we do that is we get tested using a website called stdcheck.com. It is amazing. It is low cost. It is super simple and no fuss. Right. No fuss. It's easy. So if you want to learn more about that, head over to our website and click on the resources tab or in the show notes. You can save $10, which brings the cost of a 10 panel test down to about $130. And you get your results in a day or two. And it is sweet. Yeah. So it also helps support the show, which we love and we appreciate. So thank you in advance for being awesome sexual health advocates and supporting us. Go check it out. 
And next week, we have an interview with Rosie. You're going to want to come back for this one. It's amazing. I mean, all of our interviews are amazing. Yeah, you don't want to ever skip one. No, just don't skip one. You just never know what's going to happen if you skip one. (laughs) Right. So we'll see you all next week. Have a wonderful week. And bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.